morning we're going to start, very apropos, the introduction to Menashe, apropos for a series of Mechuva before Yom Kippur. Menashe is a complex study of not only a person who had tremendous potential and caused a lot of damage, did Tshuva. The context of Tshuva is going to take us a few shirim. We'll start today, but after first, uh, today is just going to be the introduction. I think we're going to get to the Pesukim inside. But there's a lot to say about Menashe, and now that we know about Chizkiel HaMelech and what he tried to do, what he accomplished, what he tried to prevent, which was really the birth of Menashe. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by paskening Kavshed Lamalach and going ahead with it, so... It's certainly Basharit. The question is, uh, what will be with Klai Yisrael under Menashe? What can he fix up? Keep in mind, he's going to reign for 55 years, the longest reign in the history of Klai Yisrael. The good news is that out of the 55 years, 22 of the years, only 22, which is immediate, 22 long years, 22 years were spent being Chaiti Amachti Asarabim. That's not the good news. And uh, 33 years were spent doing tshuva. The thing we have to figure out is why, after 33 years, couldn't he undo the damage, which he clearly didn't. We'll see that after Menashe. Although there'll be Yoshio Amelach later on who will do great things, but Clearly, he didn't undo it, and the first riot to this is the Mishnah we have in front of us. There's a machlekes whether Menashe lost his Olam Haba. And although one Mandamer holds he didn't, the Rabbanon holds he did. So he had 22 years where he's up to no good in a big way, and then 33 years trying to do tshuva, you would think that at least, if not the best spot in Olam Haba, but at least get in. So these are some of the difficult things we're going to have to try to touch upon and uh, delve into. Take a look at the Mishnah first. The Mishnah is the first Mishnah in Chelek. I didn't give out the copies. There are three separate copies, three sets under that sitter. The question is, it wasn't accepted apparently to some extent. And what we have to try to figure out is what went wrong. Because the theme of Sarasme Chuva is that no Chuva will be left unanswered. And obviously, something was more than slightly imperfect about the Chuva, which is what we're going to have to get to. And there are three different copies you have. First one is the Mishnah in Sanhedrin. And the back of that will be the Ramam and the Parish Mishnayis of the Mishnah, which we're going to begin with. A lot of Gemara and Chalik about Menashe. Menashe takes up a lot of room in Navi, and again, it's responsible for a lot of what goes on afterwards. Much of the Churban is pinned on Menashe, even though we're many years from the Churban, because he didn't and couldn't undo the damage he set into place and that kept on going. So if you're familiar, of course, the first line of the mission is Everybody starts off with a chilek, 
And then it lists various categories. People who are rejecting the Yud Gimelan Imamins, as the Rambam would have his list, different lists in Rishayim, Tchisamesim, Terimishamayim, and Apikaris. The Mishnah gives a, a list which we're not going into now. Go five lines down, I bracketed the word Shlesha. Shlosha Malachim. Now, it's quite clear, even before you get to this parish of Mishnayis, you can probably figure out that this list is not an exhaustive list. If it was, it would be incredible. Can you imagine? Out of God's Chai Yisrael, the history of Chai Yisrael, we'd have only three Malachim and four Hejetis, a lost Alamaba. Kengi, Rasev, and Aymer, that would be Gavaldi. But, unfortunately, it's Probably not true in Metzilaz on anybody, but it's probably not true. There were many people just reading the initial list of the Mishnah, Mishnah which we're not going into, of anybody who's ejecting on any one of the Yud Gimalani Mamas, Tchisam Esim and Atera, and Atera There are thousands and thousands of people who, yeah, that Tzedukim and Baitusim and Mesyavnim and uh, Reform and Assimilation and who knows what. So... The Mishnah is not going to give you a list of names of people who lost the Haba, even if we would know their names. The Mishnah is clearly giving us a short, concise list of those who were so smart and so formidable and such potential that the Pella is they lost it anyway. That's this short list. And for that list, you have to, at least in potential, be very good and very powerful, very intelligent, very talented, which all these malachim and hajetas were. So with that in mind, let's see the list. Shleisha malachim, malachim, Yeravam. He spent a lot of time learning about Yeravam. When he was chosen to be king of the breakaway malchus, he was every inch a tzaddik and a huge tamachacha. He was picked by Kodesh Baruch Hu, sent to Achia Shilani, and he had every chance to succeed. His success would have been a short temporary punishment for Malchus Beis and for Shlomo, for Rechavam, and then bring them back. First part went relatively well. As rebellions go, not a shot was fired. <coughs> Interesting to point out. We didn't dwell on that when we learned it years back, but it doesn't sound like anybody was hurt. I mean, people were hurt emotionally, but it doesn't sound like they, they just left. And uh, Rechavim didn't do anything about it in terms of a military move. And Yeravim started off doing what he's supposed to do. Shortly thereafter, he realized that he actually likes the job, likes the covered. Uh, he didn't realize this at the time, and did much too much to ensure that no one ever is going to come back to Malchus Yehuda, certainly not under his jurisdiction. And he made his own made his own country. He was supposed to do temporarily, but sealed the borders, not part of the plan. Made his own temple, certainly not part of the plan. Made a golden calf, certainly not part of the plan. He didn't do a Shavad and it degenerated to a Vodazara, but he did enough to, like suspending it by a magnet, hanging in the air, putting something in its mouth to say, Eilu Yisrael, 
He did enough to convince the uh, wishy-washy among the people that um, this was a new operation and you don't belong in Yerushalayim and I'm not allowing you to go back even if you want to. So it went from bad to worse pretty quickly and here's a man who was chosen for the job. Obviously then he was good, almost like the Miraglam. The Miraglam Moshe Rabbeinu who knew Chachmas HaPetzuf and carefully selected the best of the best because he knew that it might be a disaster and he was concerned. And not only after they left, but shortly after they left because we know that they left as Sadiqim from the home or tent or sukkah that they left, but Rashi already tells us when they went, they already were plotting on the way. So obviously something went wrong very, very quickly. The frightening part of this list is that you can have somebody, it's rare, but you can have somebody with a lot of talent and a very high IQ with shifas for godless and some poisonous mida like covet or kina can really send things flying in the wrong direction. So you've got to be very, very careful. Next one is Achav. Yerav and Achav are two very different people, but Achav again, was a man of formidable talents uh, under his reign. Eretz Yisrael reached the greater Eretz Yisrael in terms of power and territory, like nothing we've seen before or since, since the time of Dov and Shlomo. And when he did tshuva, there aren't many kings, just due to the covet, who would go to their rival king in Yehuda and ask him to give him Malchus every single day, a few times a day. So when he did tshuva, he did tshuva, Again, too little, I don't want to say too late, there is no such thing, but it wasn't enough and it wasn't consistent enough and it wasn't sustainable. And he remained married to his evil, which caused the problem in the first place and continued the problem. It's not going to be sustainable if you don't get rid of the person having a negative influence on you. It's an important thing in Truva Bismarck Azad. You could have somebody with a group of friends or one friend or one associate or one, and they're having a horrible influence, so they're just not letting you grow and you can want from here to next year literally, to do tshuva before Hashan, after Hashan, after Yom Kippur, if you don't separate from the Ra, you're not going to be able to move in the right direction. So Achav is a, another sad tale. Third one is Menashe, which we're beginning to explain now. Rabbi Hida argues, show you how complicated this is, there's no machlekes by Achav and Yeravim. As sad as that might sound, even though when you're learning Achav, when we learned Achav, he sort of did Shuv, he almost did Shuv at the last battle, he stood up and he was very brave and he didn't want Klai to get hurt. That was Achav, the leader, Achav, the general, Achav, the brave warrior, and he got credit for that, but uh, he didn't get back his Olam Hava. And Yerovam didn't do Shuva, even though the famous Chazal, that he was actually brought to the... Uh, Brought to the door of Olam Haba with an offer from Akash Baruch Hu that me, you, and Ben Yishai will be metal here together, and he didn't like the order. Which we like to think in our smug attitude that we would have done better than that. Me, you, and Yishai? I'll be happy to be with Dov and Melech Akash Baruch Hu. It's fine with me, but if you understand how great Yerobim could be, you'll understand how great his Yetzirah was to be number one. So we can't judge, but we can understand how damaging the Midah of uh, Radifas HaKavit was. Shanamar, what's Rabbi Yudah's Raya that Menashe got Elam Haba, Shanamar, Vizpal, Elav Yishma, Tchinasa, Vishva Yishlein, Lamachusai. So just the background, the short background, we'll get to this inside next month or two. 
But uh, Yehuda was fighting uh, a battle, and uh, Menashe was the official commander-in-chief, and he was captured. This is a favor from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to wake him up, as Yisurim are meant to be. For everybody, Leilena, we should know from them. And he was captured, and they had an interesting, horrific method of torture. They put him alive, they tied him to a horse, and lit a fire underneath. And this horse was a metal horse, and metal is a great conductor of heat, unfortunately. And they planned on roasting him alive, and they lit the fire, and it was getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And he calls out to his avodazaras, no many of them, and uh, needless to say, nobody answered, because nobody was home. And then he said with a bit of chutzpah, you know, I remember from Cheder, he got the best education money can buy. The best davening tefillah can offer. His father, Chizkiel, his grandfather, Yeshiel Amelech, you can't get better than this. Chuzavos, tefillahs, And they knew what was coming. They were davening to Bavar just this. They weren't like davening, uh, he should stay on the derech. They were... He had a Ruach HaKadosh in his head. You can imagine the Tfilas and the Chinuch went into this. And he had a good Cheder education. So he said, I remember in Cheder that Hashem never rejects anybody. If you do tshuva, you can always do tshuva, even if it's late and even if it's under circumstances because something's pushing you to do tshuva. And I'm going to cry out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so far, so good. And then he said, and if Hashem doesn't answer me, he's like the rest of them. Rahmar Aslam. That's not exactly a great way to approach HaKadosh Baruch Hu the goal doesn't begin to describe it. You kind of wonder, like, what was he thinking? He's burning on a horse, an iron horse, and it's getting hotter and hotter. Why would you want to add that last line? It might get a Kosh Baruch Hu Kaviyachal angry at you. Like, why? Just for your own personal safety. Forget the Fumkai issue. Like, why would you want to? So there was something in him. He had uh, some, some issue there that he had to put that in. That's how entrenched he was in Avodah and again, I'm not adding anything. Uh, this is the Gemara that we're going to see soon that talks about somebody uh, didn't refer to Manasha with the greatest of covet. Forget saying bad things about him. And they had nightmares. So I'm not looking for any nightmares. It was Arashi. And uh, I'm just going to say, well, Chazal say, but Chazal say it. it just, it's a pella, the human nature that when you're entrenched in something, it's almost like I spent 22 years doing this and if I just flip and go the other way, then I'm sort of admitting that I just wasted 22 years and, and killed a lot of other people along the way and their ruchnias. And so if I just do tshuva now and come to Gosh Baruch Hu clean, and I don't add, but if you're not real, then what? If I don't add that, it's like almost I can't face myself. But that's a, that's a problem. And Rabbi Yehuda says, well, the Pasuk says he did do tshuva, and Akash Baruch returned him to his malchus. So obviously, despite the chutzpah, it worked. And we know the Gemara is going to tell us that the malachim were in an uproar, and they didn't want to accept the tshuva, and they knocked down the tefillah. Malachim have a power to do that if the malachim are created by Yeravaris. That's a scary proposition also. So the tefillah wasn't getting through, and the Gemara says, Kaviyach to drill a hole under the Kisiyah cover to let it in the back door. Why? So other potential Baalei Tshuva shouldn't be discouraged. After all the horrible things they did, Hashem won't accept it. The moral of the story is, Hashem will always accept it. That's Rabbi Yudol's. I say, drilled a hole and it was accepted. That's good. Going to that shita. I wonder in Shemayim, can you come and say Kimli like Rabbi Yudol? I wonder what Manasha would say with this uh, shita. 
Let's just finish the sentence. Uh, how did the Rabbanon uh, argue with this Pasuk? It says, brought him back to Yishu Yishalayin Lamachusa. I'm a lie. So Rabbanon said to Rabbi Yudu, Lamachusa Yishivai, Velay Lachai Lamaba Yishivai. Yes, he can't argue with the Pasuk. He got back his Malchus, and he came back, and he was king for 33 years afterwards. And he actually cleaned up, and we'll have to discuss. What did Rabbanon do with that? It's not just this Pasuk. He got back. He stopped doing Avodah Zarah. He cleaned up the base of Mekdush. And he started doing good things. He did try to undo the damage. So why would Rabbanon say what they're about to say? That he only returned to his malchus, meaning he got a schar, not a very good outcome, even though it feels good in this world. As we discussed yesterday with Yesi ben Yezer. He didn't get the Elam Habo. And Yesi ben Yezer is being led to his execution. He tells his nephew, if this is what they're doing to Eisei Ritzainai, can you imagine what's going to be with the Avery Ritzainai? So Rabban say he got paid back. He got his malchus, tremendous malchus, 33 years of power and malchus, and he didn't get Elam And what we get, we will have to discuss what he do with the Pesukim. It sounds like he undid the Avodah Was it too little? I want to say the word too late, or was there something else going on in the background? Yes? Even besides Kim, Right. And it still didn't have to help him get it all in so why should I bother? Right, so the good news is that the first message to Patanah Pali Tshuva is even though you have a thousand malachim who are blocking the tefillah because of all the horrific things you did, the tefillah is still going to get in, and it got him off the horse and back home safely, and it got his malchus back. And now your question is, but then the Baal Jew is going to say, well, looks like from the Hemshech Tapsukim, he actually put in a program that was decent, clean to the base of Mekdish, and tried to convince people this is not the way to do it, so why wasn't it accepted? So the answer, which we didn't say yet, is that there was something he didn't clean up. There's an aspect he didn't do tshuva, so what he did tshuva for, it was accepted. Um, the short answer now is Ritzicha. And Ritzicha, and uh, one Ritzicha here and there for a king, okay? The, the secret service didn't do a great job. The Pusik's going to say that he had a lot of blood on his hands, and that he didn't do tshuva for. And the blood is either blood of masses of people he killed, or his grandfather, Yeshua, or both. But that, the Malbim says his shot. That Haladover, who it's clear he tried to undo the damage in Avodazar, and he didn't do Avodazar anymore. He got rid of the idols. That's, that's good. That's your kasha. No, it did work, and should have worked, and it got under the Kisiyah cover. The answer is, yeah, that was a big part of the problem, but that wasn't the whole problem. And the other part, he didn't do tshuva from. That's the, that's the short answer, but I will, I will show you that inside. Yes? But the Pasuk says he continued to do it, and he cleaned up. He cleaned up over many years, and he... Now, he couldn't necessarily clean up the mind of all the people. A lot of people were pretty entrenched, and you could say, well, I can't accept your tshuva because there's so many, too many people who are in Gehenna because of you. But as you're asking, that seems to go against the fact that Hashem did make the Pesach and the Kisiyah covenant. It sounds like it would work. The Pasuk uh, seems to indicate that he spent 33 years cleaning up. 
problem is, I would have thought the answer is that it's very nice you try to clean up, but you did so much damage for 22 years that there are millions of people who are doing a bazaar, and you can't fix them up because they have this bug in their head. The question is, indeed, would that be uh, an issue? So the Gemara does say, and the Ramam Paskin, Zarabim has a unique problem. And that is, he can undo what he did, but if he can't really put a plan in place that's going to undo the damage he did for everybody else, how can it be he's in Ganeidin and all his Tamidim and all the people he had Ashban are in Gehenim? That was Yerubman of what's problem, which is why at the end he almost didn't have Siat to answer the right answer with the offer to go to Ganeidin with Governor Melech. He almost didn't have Siat Deshmai. It doesn't mean it was impossible, but it was, it was a lot weighing on this, and that is if he would get in the last minute to Alam Haba, and all of Kais on there says, Shratim will continue doing Abad Azar because of his, uh, his damage. So that, that's complicating things also, but the Malbim says it wasn't really this, that. If he tried his best, he tried his best. Perhaps it was the Betzicha that really pushed it over the edge. But the Pasik does indicate that he spent 30 years trying, which, as I said, the Tshuva process makes this very complicated. And normally, Yachav Rabbim, Yachav Rabbim, we pass like Rabbon against Rabbi Yudah. Sounds like he didn't. Can you say Kimli and Shemayim like Rabbi Yudah? I don't know how those things work. Interesting plan. Yes? Yeah, that's an interesting point. You murder somebody, he's not here, so you can't undo the damage. The reason that's a little better is because he's not here, he's a victim, and it's not his fault. At least he's not continuing to do Averis. And it's mashma that a Ratzayach can't do tshuva, because we give Mises based on, like everything else, a um, long list of things that have Skila, Seva, Herig, and Chenek. We give Mises based in, and the Gemara says, in Sanhedrin, that before we kill a person, we have him say vidui. And we tell them that we're going to execute now because this is the din, but if you do tshuva, you go to Elam Haba, and this is a kapara. They don't make an exception of a Ratzayach. It sounds like he can and should do tshuva, and if he gets killed in his basin, he does go to Lamhaba. It's mashma, and the person is no longer here, but at least he's not doing Averis. That would be the difference. Yeah, it's not good. That's why Ritzicha, even though Eskila Sefer Herig and Chenek, it's Herig, it's number three. But yeah, it does. So we scare Adim when we cross examine them. One of the things we use to try to convince them out of their plot is let them know if you're false Adim and you're killing this guy and he's an innocent fellow, you're going to pay for his life and the potential of life for all his children, grandchildren, not be as gold said they. So yes, it's a very frightening thing, but at least you don't have people walking around them and their children and grandchildren doing Averis. They're just not here, which is, again, very bad but still not the same. So, Rabbi Yehuda reads the Pasuk, he came back, and you look at the Hemshech, the Pesuchem, and he tried his best, and Rabbanam make the exact opposite deal. It says, V'yeshuvu Yishalayim l'malchusoy, 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 but not l'malchusoy. Take a look at the flip side. You have a parish of Mishnayis of the Ramam, where the Ramam spells out this Yisoy, that unfortunately, many, many people who along the way lost their l'malchabo, we're only going to list those who had the real potential to be not Stamin Alam Haba, but in a very, very good spot. Ulam. Let see it. Zachar Eila Lagaydel Ma'alasam Bechachma. Mentioning these people due to their incredible Chachma and talent and potential. The Shema Yachshav Hachayshev Kilaroiv Chachmasam Bezchus Hatayra Shiyedin. The Ramam reminds us. 
Not only Chachma, all three of these kings had tremendous Torah under their belt. Yeravon the Pesach says, Beferish Achav we know had as well. And Manasha, we're going to see Darshan the Sifri and Braces and the Sugyas every, every year of his Malchus. He gave a new Mahalach in Shir. So talking about people who were formidable, not only in their potential of bringing Klai Yisrael up, but in their own personal learning, which is part and parcel of being a leader, is you had to be a Tamachacham. We're talking about uh, huge. And despite the Torah and the Chachma, you would think that all this, you had to get in. You couldn't miss. Unfortunately, they messed up because of uh, bad midas and the Yitzhahar for Avodah which Menashe himself will tell us soon. Maisa, if you're doing Avodah you're missing at least one of the Yud Gimbalani Mamins, if not more. And therefore, some of them were missing. Despite their accomplishments in their learning and the schusim that they had, they still lost it. And the Ramah adds, if you look, uh, go back to page one for a moment, the uh, last phrase, the Mishnah, the Arbehadietis. All well known, certainly in this Navishir, one's well known from Chumash, Bilam, Daig Achitefel, and Gechazi. All of them brilliant. Daig and Achitefel were Rashi Sanhedrin, the up and coming. Their jealousy and their redif of David Melech did them in, as we learned at length. And Gechazi also, uh, he wasn't Stam the Gabbai of Elisha Novi, he was uh, his Rosh Hashiva. And also the pettiness, the jealousy. Uh, stinginess of it, it is Vedifa Sakesef, which ultimately is Vedifa Samomen. So the Rambam makes note, go back to the last few lines of the Rambam. Zachar Bilam, the only odd man out in this list is Bilam. Bilam is not even Jewish. So the Rambam reminds us, Hu'enim Yisrael, and that's not a kasha, Lafi Shechasidi Umas Ha'ilam Yeshlam Chayilam Abba. Had he done what he was supposed to do with the gifts that he received, he would have gotten a chesedim abba. Goyim chesedim mazelam have a chesedim abba. A chesedim mazelam we explained once has to be uh, a description of somebody who keeps zayim mitzvahs not by accident, not because they think it's the right thing to do, and it's a moral code, which is better than being over on the zayim mitzvahs. Certainly good. They're not doing ritzicha and geneva and avodazar, but that's not chesedim mazelam. Rama says that's only chachameim, and even that's one girsa. Chassidim Masayilam is somebody who does it because it's a Messiah of Makosh Baruch and was told to Meshur Abbeinu Sinai, not even Nayach. It was told to Nayach first, but it was Neschatshu by Sinai. And Bilam was around then. He knew all that and he still didn't keep it. Trying to wipe out Klai Yisrael and fighting wars, spiritual wars and then physical wars against them is going to uh, get you in big trouble. And despite his tremendous potential, he lost it. So this is the introduction. Mitzvahem after Sukkot will continue. Mitzvahem the Sunday after Sukkot we will uh, actually. There's a Sunday in between. Next Sunday is Erev Sukkot. Yeah, that's not going to work. Okay, so Sunday after Sukkot. It's Erev Okay, so Sunday after Sukkot and Mitzvahem we will continue with the Gemara Amenasha and see if we can figure it out.